Hey guys, welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Hey Jeff, what should we have for dinner tonight? I don't know, man. You feeling burgers, pizza, sushi, tacos, whatever. We can figure it out. Today's show, we're talking about Yelp, a crowdsourced business review service. Yeah, and I think uh, it helps answer the question for a lot of <laughs> uh, different customers that are looking for uh, where to eat and what to eat. Uh, so as Jeff mentioned, it, Yelp is a website that catalogs businesses and allows people to both review and rate these local shops. Yelp got its start and bread and butter focused on restaurants. Uh, so you can actually use the ref- the Yelp platform to, to search and define the f- types of food, the price, which is shown by how many dollar signs it is, as well as reviews and see the star rating. Is it uh, one through five, five being the best? A, a quick anecdote there. My uh, <laughs> Filipino Lola or grandma, um, I remember going into a restaurant with her once in Boston and there was a bunch of stickers that every restaurant puts on their door to the the opening, uh, mm-hmm. just on their front door. And it was like Zagat and Yelp and Google Places. And she's like, oh, this is a good one. It has all the stickers. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, Lola, you know, any anyone can uh, anyone can put these stickers on. She's like, oh, no, they can't. They have to earn them. So <laughs> it, I, just, I just found it. it. Exactly. Yelp's business model is primarily ad ad driven. So Yelp is free to use. They generate ninety five percent of their ninety five percent or more of the revenue from advertising, with the rest split between transactions and uh, the other half being other services. They've definitely found decent success with this strategy of making it free and having it ad supported. As of December of 2018, over 175 million reviews of local businesses across the globe. So I, I think that that's pretty impressive. If we, if we break down what that advertising revenue actually looks like, that also includes uh, just general ads where if you're on the website, you'll get mm-hmm. something popped up to you that might not be restaurant related. But it seems like one of the biggest drivers is actually branded profiles or enhanced profiles. So if you're like a local business uh, like uh, Jeff's Restaurant XYZ, you'd be able to you know, put some money and have that be a sponsored post. So if someone's searching for, um, let's say your Jeff's shop is a burrito shop, um, by you sponsoring your restaurant, you might get better placement. Uh, so people are more likely to see it and potentially click on it and, and go to your restaurant. Yeah, it does annoy me sometimes when I'm like searching for new places and the top sponsored place is like, got five reviews it's just because they paid for that that placement and i'm like oh i forgot that there's actually a sponsored ad here so i have to like scroll down to see what actually is listed as number one it does kind of get kind of annoying do you know or have any idea is it just what they pay for in terms of like ranking when you search for like pizzas or tacos it doesn't seem like it's always like filtered by distance or whatever sometimes it's just it feels like it's kind of random because there are numbers next to the restaurants like It looks like number one, two, three. I know they also pinpoint on the map where they are. So it helps you figure out like, oh, number one is here on the map or number two is there. But there is some subliminal messaging when you're like, oh, this is the number one restaurant when I search for tacos or whatever. Yeah, I actually don't know like what the different spends get you Mm -hmm. in terms of like where you get ranked. It's actually one of the reasons why as a customer, I actually don't like using Yelp because it doesn't feel transparent to me for that exact reason. Like I just want to know like, you know, one through 10, what are the top ranking restaurants? You know, like, hey, if you throw, if you throw a, like a, a review or sorry, if you throw a sponsored ad in there, I'm totally fine with that. But with Yelp, it doesn't always feel 
uh, like I know exactly what that list is. It's sure. it, it seems like there's a bit of magic happening in, in that algorithm that frustrates me. So I actually am a huge fan of Google Places or just reviewing on Google Maps, which might be controversial. I don't know. Well, how about you? Like, where do you go if you're going to search for restaurants? Yeah, I'm a big Yelp user. I think um, when I used to live on the East Coast, nobody really used Yelp. I don't know if it's because I was living on the East Coast and it wasn't as technologically savvy or if it's because Yelp was still kind of like... Shots fired at my humble East Coast (laughs) upbringing. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. Like, I think it could have also been because Yelp wasn't as popular at that time. But when I moved to San Francisco or the Bay Area, it was very popular to look at Yelp and like... If you were recommending a restaurant, everyone had to check the Yelp score. And if the Yelp score was like under a four or like maybe even a three and a half, people would scoff at you and you wouldn't see it. I do think that is a drawback to Yelp. Back in the day when you try to discover restaurants, it was a lot of word of mouth and people trying to find really good restaurants. In San Francisco, honestly, you can pop into most restaurants and and they're really good. But sometimes the Yelp score is like negative for other reasons. And it does become this perpetual popularity contest people will try to go to the yelp restaurants that have like thousands of reviews and by going there you're probably going to give it a good review as well just because that's what everybody else does so it does become like this perpetual thing where the the rich get richer if you will and uh, (laughs) it's really hard for people to break into um like getting really good yelp scores initially at the beginning for sure what i have to say about yelp though is it it feels like it gave independent non-chain restaurants even footing with the big chain restaurants because you like the whole benefit of going to like a chain restaurant, like whatever you think of them, like of an Olive Garden or like a Texas Roadhouse or whatever it is, you know, you know what the experience is going to be. Like it's going to like the weight, the weight staff might be X, Y, and Z and the food's going to have this menu on it and you're just going to know. And if it's like within your price point and when you previously, when you didn't have Yelp or review service, you needed that word of mouth. Like you didn't know going to like, if I'm visiting, like, I don't know, let's go say Toronto for the weekend. I don't know where all the best restaurants are. And I might've defaulted in the past to a big chain restaurant. I can, mm-hmm. And you can see that just like strategically by all these chain restaurants. Like, like if you go to Times Square, it's just like, boom, all of these like different crazy chain restaurants. But yeah, with Yelp, it's like now like, hey, like let's go to like Hell's Kitchen and like find this restaurant that like, I, you know, it has really good reviews that everyone says. So I definitely appreciate that about Yelp. Yeah, it definitely does allow for some people to um, find new restaurants, small mom and pop restaurants off the jump when they first open. I will say this, when I look at Yelp reviews, I do take the reviews with a grain of salt, depending on what type of food I'm, I'm looking at. And you mentioned chain restaurants. So most chain restaurants usually get like in the low two to three stars. I think they get downvoted for the fact that they are a chain restaurant. At least Mm -hmm. I've seen that here in the Bay Area. The Bay Area tends to have a distaste for fast food, which I think is fine. Another side note, I will say that fast food back home in the Atlanta area was better than fast food here. Like the quality of fast food here is really bad. Quality of fast food in Atlanta wasn't that bad. So I don't know if if it reflects and just fast food is just really shitty here or like we tend to enjoy mom and pop restaurants more, which is, you know, one of the main reasons why I like the, the Bay Area in terms of food. Um, Jeff, this makes me wonder if the varsity hot dogs have just totally brainwashed you. No, they're bad. <laughs> they're actually bad. The, the, the food at the varsity in Atlanta is bad. I know it's an iconic spot. I know it's right next to Georgia Tech. But any real Georgia Tech student will tell you that the food at the varsity is bad. Nobody's going to argue that it's good. That's just a, a side note there. But for Yelp restaurants, if you are paying for like a four-star 
high-end restaurant, you expect it to be like four and a half to five stars, right? If it's any worse, like you're paying all this money for subpar quality, you're not going to go. But if you're going to like a mom and pop shop, usually four, four and a half to five stars doesn't necessarily mean that the food is better than the high-end restaurant. It just means it exceeds your expectations, if that makes sense. So like if you go into like a cheaper cafe restaurant and the food's really good and the service is awesome... You will find Boom, that five stars. Yeah, you'll you'll find that it's five stars, not because the food is better or well priced or whatever compared to another restaurant. I don't think that's the intent of the five star rating. What I found it's more so like expectation management. So it does go on this weird sliding scale. I'll also say this for a lot of like Asian restaurants, three is pretty good. Like I don't mind going into an Asian restaurant and getting food there, like a Chinese restaurant, and and being like, you know. I'm Chinese. I like Chinese food. Uh, Americanized Chinese food is a little different. But if I go into a Chinese restaurant and it's like a three and I try it, I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Like I tend to I tend to notice that the, the ranking scales are a little bit lower for Asian restaurants for some reason. So if it's a three, I'm like, it's pretty good. I'll actually still go and try it. I think it's pretty rare to go into like a Chinese restaurant and it, and it actually is like a four and a half or five star. No, I, I remember like always looking like when I back when I lived in like Seattle or Boston, like to the, the different respective Chinatowns and like trying to see what a good restaurant was. And it is really hard if I'm not familiar with, with the food, you know, yeah. um, to figure it out. Cause it, that's super interesting that you're also, you also find that it's like typically lower ranks. Cause I also found that, and that would almost make me not want to go to, to Chinatown, yeah, but I would sure. have such good word of word of mouth reviews from like my friends that are saying like, Hey, like you have to go to this like dumpling place. Like it's the best. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it is weird. Like a lot of times I'll, I'll be recommended a place and you check it out on Yelp and it's like three stars, but you go there and it's actually good. So um, I'm not <laughs> saying that it doesn't exist. Like there's no Asian restaurants that have like four and a half to five stars. But a lot of times like you go to those restaurants and they're really small hole in the walls. They're not necessarily like the fanciest restaurants inside. They don't have the best quality service or whatever, but like the food is really good or vice versa. Like maybe the service is really awesome uh, and the food is like not terrible, but like not incredible, you know? So it is like this weird sliding scale. It really depends on what you expect when you go into the restaurant and how you rate it really depends on like what you're anticipating before you go in. For sure. Expectations meet reality. Yep, exactly. So in terms of uh, how Yelp came to be, it was founded by two uh, former PayPal employees, Jeremy Stoppelman and Russell Simmons in 2004. I want to make a sidebar here. I feel like PayPal spits out more founders (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> there's more PayPal alumni that become founders of other companies than like any other company I know, which is really strange because PayPal itself is like very stagnant. I feel like it's kind of been the same product for a really long time. I wonder if maybe that's it. Like maybe they're so boring that like they kick out all the innovative people <laughs> and they go on to find like their own really awesome companies. But I wonder if like PayPal's kicking themselves for like not like internalizing or uh, like, and retaining that talent, retaining that talent or like, yeah, or funding them. Um, no, but- for sure. Well, I know they call that like the the quote unquote like pay- PayPal mafia. So like, all the people that like founded and were were involved with like early PayPal because uh, it does have such a big ripple throughout the entire tech industry yeah. of all these people that were that once PayPal exited, they just got uh, just massive amounts of capital. I mean, and maybe that was it. Is like it's a sweet spot of like it was one of the biggest exits mm. in the early two thousands, and you have all these people that have a ton of money. It's yeah. not you know. 
it's it's not to it's it's not unheard of to think that or it's not sorry it's not unthinkable to think that people with, with money would be able to find the idea so it's probably a bit of like timing and, and good luck and good fortune but these people from paypal are like wicked smart from you know jeremy and russell that founded yelp all the way to like guys like peter Thiel or elon musk yeah for sure for sure um the initial idea came as like an email-based referral network after stoppelman himself got the flu and was like looking for online recommendations for a local doctor Max Levchin provided $1 million in initial funding. I want to say that he's been on the show before providing seed funding for another company. I mean, he's famous for providing you know funding for a ton of different companies, right? So it's not uncommon to hear him get thrown around a lot. Yelp, the company name, actually is a combination of Yellow Pages plus Help. Uh, and it was actually relatively easy to say. So that's how the name Yelp came to be. The initial email concept sucked. People really didn't like it. <laughs> and it, it, it makes sense, right? Like emails are a really poor way to ask for stuff and communicate. I mean, like cold emails, like really terrible. So people didn't want to answer requests for referrals. But funnily enough, people were really interested in giving their uh, unabashed reviews. And so they found that the, quote, real reviews feature allowed for a lot of people to give their unsolicited reviews and was being used a lot more than just the, the referral part of the initial concept of Yelp. Interesting. So, so that's what they that's what they did. They kind of spun out, uh, I guess, pivoted to being primarily a review first company, and that's the core product that you understand or you see today. Yelp grew to sixteen and a half million monthly visitors in two thousand eight and expanded to twenty four cities. So it's a large number of monthly visitors for a review site, and they clearly found a niche that they were looking to tackle. In two thousand nine, there were four and a half million reviews. Which I feel like isn't that much. You would think that there'd be more reviews than visitors, but maybe people don't like to leave reviews unless they're really good or really bad. Yeah, and, and maybe it's just like the, you know, the the lurker effect too, or mm -hmm. people like a lot of people that are visiting are just consuming as opposed to actually producing content. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I will say that I've left Yelp reviews a couple of times, usually when the service is extremely bad. Uh, or extremely good or like really exceeded my expectations. Like a small mom and pop shop totally. went out of their way to do something or uh, I noticed that they were brand new and like the owner is like a really sweet old lady and wanted to help them out. So sometimes I will do my part and, and add some reviews, especially if people go above and beyond. And another thing that people tend to do is that they will give like Yelp discounts, like, hey, leave me a review. They don't necessarily say five or four stars or whatever, but they'll just say, leave me a review and you'll get a discount or check in and you'll get a discount. So that definitely inflates some of the Yelp reviews earlier on uh, when, when businesses are just getting started. You mentioned Google, so I do want to mention this piece. Google tried to acquire Yelp in 2009, but the agreement fell through. And I want to mention that because 2009 was probably when Google Maps really started to take off. I think I remember Google Maps coming out in like 2007 or 2008. You remember smartphones really took off and like the iPhone took off in like 2008. So Totally. Smartphones started to become a premier tool. Google Maps was becoming really popular. And Google, with the foresight that they had, was trying to tie together the idea of business reviews with their location, geolocation data in Google Maps. So, of course, it makes a lot of sense for them to acquire something that had reviews in it. But the problem was they didn't come to an agreement and said, let's just continue on and do our own thing. That's really interesting because obviously now we all know that Google does have their own review service with Google Places and they have their own ways to capture reviews. And Google Reviews, or sorry, Google Places tends to have different reviews than Yelp, right? I feel like mm -hmm. usually they're typically lower. So for one reason or another, like they tend to be different. That's interesting because as a Google Places user, I find it the opposite. 
or I like I find that the Yelp reviews are typically lower. So mm. maybe it's just perception of like yeah, maybe like like whatever like uh whatever your quote unquote platform is huh. like you think the other one's bad because yeah. like because Adrian, my fiance, she's a Yelp user, mm. and I'm like oh just just go to Google Maps because it's already on Maps and I can I can figure out where I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, that that is interesting. Yelp actually accused Google of optimizing Google SEO for Google Places over Yelp. So I think there was some finding that came out that said Google could no longer scrape Yelp data and use it for their own. But I don't know if there was actually some decision that was made around specifically SEO. In 2010, Yelp launched Yelp Reservations, basically to expand the success that they had around restaurant views um, and add additional functionality and give another call to action for businesses to come onto Yelp and manicure their Yelp presence in their business. In 2012, Yelp actually IPO'd. In that same year, I believe, Stoppelman reduced his salary to $1. I just wanted to mention it because it's kind of famous. Like uh, you see a lot of CEOs, <laughs> you know, effectively reduce their salary. And it's usually ceremonious because they're earning way more money in equity. <laughs> and yeah, I was just going to say. salary really, doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, I'm reducing my salary to $1 because I just got a fat stock package, you know, <laughs> yeah, with like exactly. $10 million. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yelp bought and sold Eat24, which was another food-related company, to Grubhub and then partnered with Grubhub. So if you notice now, if you're ordering on Yelp, you can typically order delivery and that's actually through Grubhub. And you'll notice that the UIs look really similar. It's because, you know, it's a partnership with them. There was something similar to like a Yelp mafia where Yelp was accused of hustling businesses for what I'll call protection money. <laughs> Essentially, they were saying, hey, pay for premium and we'll remove uh, bad reviews if you pay some sort of monthly fee to to advertise on Yelp, to make us inflate your score or whatever. And in some cases, they'll tank your review if they didn't. There's actually a documentary that came out in 2015 called Billion Dollar Bully, which was about this particular practice and about you know aggressive Yelp people uh, calling businesses and saying, hey, like, re remember us? Like, are you now interested in paying subscription fees to be a premium Yelp business, blah, blah, blah. And they were really pushy about getting people to, to pay Yelp these fees. There's a famous instance here from a restaurant called the Bodo Bistro, I believe, in which he actually was sick and tired of Yelp calling every month asking for this protection <laughs> money. And being that it was an Italian restaurant was calling Yelp the mafia or equating them to the mafia. And he actually started asking publicly online via news, etc. for one star reviews. So he wanted the customers to come and tank his business. And it was a really good PR move, actually, because people would leave one star reviews that were glowing, but they would leave them a one star review. For example, there would be a review that says delicious food priced fairly one star, or they would say things like the food <laughs> came out way too quick. I wasn't able to take pictures <laughs> one star, <laughs> or the food came out so hot um, and, and way too fresh for me. I was expecting something a little bit older and sitting under the lamp one star. So it was like tongue in cheek reviews that were actually really glowing for Boda Bistro, but were giving some well-due fame and PR, but actually gave them like a one-star review. So on Yelp, they look bad, but in reality, they're a really good restaurant. Yeah, no, kudos to that guy for sticking it <laughs> to the man. Um, I think that's why like I actually transitioned to using Google Places too, is like just hearing about all like the, um, it, it, granted like Yelp was trying to grow and grow the business. So maybe it was too pushy of like the sales, like yeah, too pushy on the sales side and that caused some issues potentially. But that's what I cast too is like where it was like unfair like reviews and they were filtering reviews. So maybe that's likely my perception, but I think the fact of the matter is the, that because I don't use it, yeah, yeah, my perception has just become reality. So talking about who Yelp is for. So Yelp's another one of those companies that's a two-sided platform. So 
it has all the incentives in the world to bring the as many restaurants, as many businesses onto the platform as possible, be that barber shops or dentists or different attractions, and also users to making sure that you have users that are coming to the site to to see these businesses and also provide the content for the businesses in terms of reviews and uh, ratings and all of that. I always find it interesting to to go through these reviews. You know, Jeff kind of already touched on it with uh, Bado Bistro with the delicious food priced fa- fairly at one star. Um, I just wanted to you know highlight some you know funny anecdotes from some of the users that are using Yelp. Um, so someone said with the San Diego Zoo, they left a review for one star saying that you can't touch the animals and the sharks are the sharks with the penguins are the wrong type. Um, <laughs> and then another one for Ford's theater in Washington, DC with a, uh, a person that na- made their character Abraham Lincoln and said two star review. I was murdered here. Would not recommend. Um, so, so you get, you get like the joke reviews like that. Why so that's like the two. Maybe the show is that good. Yeah. You know? yeah made up for it. <laughs> exactly. But I, I think, I think that's like just an anecdote to say, like where like anyone can post these reviews and they're typically unfiltered, but there is a ton of value of having customers or having uh, people just review this and, and, and building that. Cause um, I guess like, as they found out and as Yelp found out in early on in their emails is people really wanted to leave their opinions of, of the restaurant and, and share that with the world to make sure that if you had a good experience or, or, or bad experience, what that would look like. And, and just even further diving into what the incentives are like for reviewers um, and for the businesses and the impact that this has in 2016, uh, Harvard business school did a study that found that a one-star increase in a Yelp rating led to a five to nine percent increase in revenue. So that that's crazy. That yeah. uh, you know, just one simple star. So like, it, it makes me think back to like the early anecdotes, like for all these like Asian or Chinese Chinatown restaurants that are doing authentic uh, Chinese uh, food might have like lower reviews. Like, I wonder if that is just you know, limiting the, the, the revenue increase just because people might not go there if they, they see it on Yelp. So I'd like to see the study, but is that like chicken and egg? I wonder if it's like actually that the restaurant's good, so they obviously have better revenue and therefore they have higher stars or, or is it vice versa? Maybe in the study, they artificially inflated reviews and saw what happened there. And in that case, then, then the study would be valid. But I am curious to see like how they how they equated the two. Yeah, definitely. I, I know that the, the study did go into like taking out the chain variable and non-chain variable mm, and okay. uh, they just they found that most chain restaurants had lower reviews like like you picked up in the anecdotes mm-hmm. yeah and so that that fact doesn't apply to the to the chain restaurants it was for this mom and pop restaurants but yeah i i do agree that it definitely could be part chicken and part chicken and egg problem to mm-hmm. solve there yeah, yeah. um but i i think my, my point with like going into the ratings and review system is that at this point, Yelp is so ubiquitous, it doesn't really have a single, you know, target customer where it's really just anyone that's looking for a rev- looking for a business to, to go to, specifically restaurants in, in, in this use case, they're going to use Yelp as a platform to identify wh- where they are. And uh, Yelp's definitely had success growing to a large amount of people. They have 178 million unique visitors monthly um, across both mobile and desktop. And they also find that 77 million unique users use the mobile, um, the mobile version of the, of the site. So definitely massive amounts of, uh, of eyeballs and traffic that are being generated. And which is why it's, it's 
part of this that Catch-22 is a business where you pretty much have to be on all of these platforms and you have to be making sure that um, you're doing all the right things from your online presence to make sure that you're found. But I know it can also be devastating for these small businesses if something mm-hmm. drops off. You know, like if, if you get delisted from Yelp, what does that do to your business? Um, I know my my barber she's awesome she's one of the she's just she does amazing work and i think for like a week she got delisted off of google for some like uh clerical error or something that happened and huh. just like she like lost like um she just lost a huge like storefront online and for a way for people to find her yeah um so think like i'm sure there's tons of stories like that so uh definitely a catch-22 here where it's great to have transparency but also super frustrating for for the businesses because they could be hampered by it as well yeah i think i saw a study too that said specifically the half point or half star increase from three and a half to four stars earns around like a 19% increase in revenue, which is insane. Just something to note, if anybody opens up their Yelp app right now, if you look at a three and a half star below, there's something subtle in the UI. They use an orange color for the star rating and anything four and above, they change that color to red, which is you know in line with the app. So they're subliminally messaging to you that three and a half stars below is like not that great and four mm-hmm. stars is good. And so you need to probably want to go to a four-star restaurant versus like a three and a half, even though it's not that big of a difference from a rating perspective, right? Like you don't expect that half star to all of a sudden make that restaurant incredible. Like, is it really that much better than a three and a half star? It's hard to say, but it does factor into how people choose and select restaurants based on the Yelp review itself. Yeah. And it just, it's just, yeah. And it makes you think that, you know, if someone or if the masses think of a way to, yeah. So, so it makes you think that if someone like these joke posters that are you know posing <laughs> as Abraham Lincoln, they could potentially tank like your your business. Yeah. So it, it definitely gives you a decent amount of of exposure there. But um, there definitely is a lot of value. I mean, for, for me personally, using these is just it helps me just eat at better places. Like I want to make sure that my dollar is going as far as it can. So mm-hmm. I'm eating at places other people think are are good restaurants too. I wonder how the moderation goes. Like if people want to collectively attack a restaurant for something, and I know that's happened before like maybe the restaurant owner has done something bad so they get attacked for other reasons or maybe it it is warranted how do moderators distinguish between the two i wonder you know how that's how that's done um it's like the same thing as like app review bombing that people will do in the app store if they disagree with the company for whatever reason another thing to mention is yelp elite so this is the segment where we're talking about the users of yelp but there is a pro user level of yelp where if you give enough reviews you become a, a special class of Yelp reviewer called Yelp Elite. And Yelp Elite earns you a lot of really cool benefits. You get invited to exclusive Yelp Elite parties, at least here in the Bay Area, where it's catered. There's a lot of opportunities to take pictures. Some people actually can leverage their Yelp Elite status to like get better reservations. Maybe they get like a free <laughs> dessert, better service, better quality. It's like a weird way to crowdsource being a food critic in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I do think that it's it's a really cool idea. Some people do try really hard to be a Yelp Elite member, but I think the requirements are pretty crazy. Like it's something like a couple thousand reviews a year. So you do get some benefit, but you're also probably spending a lot of your own personal money to become a Yelp Elite member. I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a lot of restaurants or sorry, a lot of nights out for one mm-hmm. big night out, <laughs> you yeah, know, like yeah. catered party. I mean, I, I think some people, if you're like a, Instagrammer that is already doing this as part of your job, then obviously you're going to be reviewing a lot of companies and 
those companies are giving you food for free and you're leaving them a review, like that, that's probably a win-win for you. But I think for the most part, if you're just a regular Joe that happens to like eating out and has the money, like maybe it's not that worth it to do Yelpily if it's not like a part of a side gig. Totally. Let's talk about competitors here. So you've mentioned Google Places. To my knowledge, the benefit of Google Places is that if you're going to be mapping the directions to go to that place anyways, like Google will give you a review and app readily available. So you don't have to go to a third-party app like Yelp uh, to find reviews. I do find that sometimes that is helpful. And in my personal opinion, I I found that like Google Places reviews are typically more harsh, but it's funny that you said the opposite. Yelp generally is really good for obviously domestic U.S. restaurants and businesses. But if you ever go outside of the U.S., it's pretty poor. Like we were in totally. Bali and we we're trying to find places to eat and you can't, there's no such thing as Yelp for Bali. So we used TripAdvisor and TripAdvisor was really good at telling us like what are some really good places to, to eat. TripAdvisor is a little different because it's forum based instead of like restaurant by restaurant or location by location based. So we were still able to find generally well-recommended places, but it was slightly different from like this restaurant-specific or business-specific review system. There's also Foursquare, which again, is mostly focused around geolocation. So tagging yourself, going to particular restaurants. Yelp did employ the same strategy with Yelp check-ins. You know, if you check into a particular place, maybe you'll get a free appetizer or something like that. So Foursquare, a lot of the same features and functionality is you know included within Yelp itself from the check-in feature. For sure. And with Google Places, I think like one of the other big differentiators for me is because I think I'm, I think it's the engineer brain in me is I always want to be super efficient. So I I like Google's ability because it's built into the maps to just constrain it to a specific location just to say, hey, like we have like 15 minutes to go here. It like I, I can look at the map and I just know that it's like within this region and start picking out the highlights from there as opposed to Yelp, like the map functionality. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I was using Yelp, it, it wasn't quite there for me. But yeah, we can, we can dive into like what we thought of the, the, the products. So I think I'll just go like right into like what I think about, um, you know, Yelp on my, my star review. And so I'm going to give Yelp a, you know, 3.25 um, out of five stars for me. And I think really it's, it's because the reason why I'm giving it a lower rating is just because of my perception that they're, I, I can't put my thumb on what the algorithm is. And I just want purely what the data is. I don't know if that's just my mm-hmm. engineering brain just to say, Hey, just give me the details. I'll sort them out. I don't need, I don't need you to do it for me. And also just the, the lack of the map integration there. Um, so I think that's where it's, it's really um, frustrating to me. And also like, I'm very, like an app minimalist on my phone. So like, I, I just like having one app. So I think mm. having Google Maps is like, is nice. I, I love the sentiment. I, I, it definitely makes sense trying not to use multiple different apps for the same thing. I'm in some ways a little different because for example, Spotify, I like using because it is third party to like the iOS I use. I've talked about that before. I actually prefer using like a third party app instead of iOS specific or native. And it's the same case here. Like I use Google Maps because the map functionality is really awesome, but I use Yelp because I personally feel like I'm more comfortable with Yelp. Although I do agree the Yelp map functionality is kind of janky. I'm going to give Yelp a 3.75. I think what's great about Yelp is that you do get a ton of eyeballs on restaurants um, or businesses and you can read through the anecdotes. Um, I like looking at the bad reviews uh, to understand why it's bad. And if it's something that I can personally like get over, maybe for example, if Sometimes you'll see bad Yelp reviews that are like, oh, there's a lot of loud kids in the restaurant. And you're like, what does that have to do with the restaurant's food quality? <laughs> um, so that is unfortunate. Sometimes restaurants tank because of that. Or you get some weird anecdotal 
situations that don't really feel like they're related to the review because you know the reviewers aren't calibrated it's crowdsourced not everyone reviews everything the same i i do think that you do have to take yelp with a grain of salt there are some really great restaurants that get reviewed a little worse there are some meh restaurants that get reviewed a little bit better because again it depends on what you expect from the restaurant itself and so i feel like the scale kind of depends on the genre or the type of restaurant that you're anticipating going to and that does end up meaning that a three-star in one case doesn't mean a three-star in another case. I, I like that uh, Yelp has caused people to explore. And maybe it's just me. It's great in a in a setting where there's a lot of restaurants because you can find more places to eat. And very rarely have I gone to the same restaurant twice um, in like six years of living here. That isn't like a local restaurant. But like if I'm going out of my way to like try a restaurant, it's very rare that I go to the same restaurant twice because there's just so much good food. That being said, I can see where it's really frustrating in like a food desert to try to find something new. And it's like the same three-star restaurants and you're like, everything <laughs> around me sucks, right? So it doesn't feel like it's it's really good quality or or really you kind of calibrate the area you're in. If the only thing that's kind of novel in your particular town is like, oh, we have like an Outback Steakhouse and that's the only special restaurant that we have. Maybe the Outback Steakhouse is rated like a four, but a four in that small town is probably not a four in like a really large city where you have like... Totally. You know, like Michelin three-star restaurants around the corner or like some really cool mom and pop shops or whatever. So it, it is subjective. It's crowdsourced. It's super subjective. But it does just give you a general guiding arrow towards what you're looking for. I think where I definitely have to take off some points is the sentiment that Yelp tends to push their services on people so that they can get better ratings. And you kind of have to pay the mafia tax, if you will, to like go higher up on Yelp. And like you mentioned, there are people that pay to be sponsored that will float up on the Yelp charts. And so I don't feel like sometimes that the results are true to like the crowdsource sentiment that this is the better restaurant. Sometimes it just feels like whoever's paying for the best ad space that month or that week. So because of those things, I'm giving it a 3.75. I love it. Well, those are our thoughts on Yelp. And now I'm starving. <laughs> but we'd love to hear from you, our audience. So feel free to reach out to us. You can find us on social media, um, on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, both of our accounts are ProdX Podcast. That's P-R-O-D. EX podcast. Yeah, and if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.